Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. Do you want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. Just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Sunday, November the 11th, 2012. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs> this is episode number 126 of Purple Mafia, which is available on the sportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be a part of your week once again, this time a little bit earlier than previous weeks because, uh, well, my busy schedule in the month of November with the lawn cleanups, I like to <laughs> try to get it done before the, the regular week comes in, so didn't take calls this week. My apologies to those of you out there, but uh, we'll be back to normal after the uh, coming bye week here as we are, that's exactly where we're headed, the bye week, and a victory in the bye week. Uh, first and foremost, though, of course, uh, you might want to know that uh, I am your host, Joey Wijin, Paladino Joey. The whole, uh, Dylan Richardson was the voice you heard way back at the beginning Introducing me as Paladino Joey And I thank that very much Thank you very much Dylan uh, The executive producer of the sportstuff.com He's the one that uh, Obviously, yeah Helped this show get started On the sportstuff.com So yeah, to the point The Minnesota Vikings victors this week <laughs> So I'm a little bit more calm This will be a little bit more easygoing show I guess than we've had in past several weeks <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jarius Wright exists. He's no longer a uh, a myth or a, or an urban legend. He exists. John Carlson caught a pass as well. So a lot of myths and legends came to <laughs> came to existence. They're no longer myth and legend. They're actually living, breathing human beings. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, we knew they were, but I'm just saying. As a Viking fan, you kind of were wondering for a while. Uh, and overall, <laughs> hey, <laughs> this was an overall chill game for the Vikings today. And that's probably the, yeah, that's the closest thing we had to that was the Tennessee game. That was just a 30-7 to romping. 31-7, to if I remember correctly, romping today. 34-24 is your final. Detroit led the NFL in fourth quarter points coming into the season and really got 14 more points this year. Unfortunately for them, Minnesota had 18 points in the fourth quarter, so Vikings absolutely, dare I say, dominant in this game. Uh, the main guy, <laughs> the main star of the game without a doubt is Adrian Peterson. Without a doubt, he's leading the NFL in rushing yards. 171 yards today, including a 61-yard scamper to Paydirt. That was just crazy. Because at the time he had about 82. And then it was at the third quarter. Scampers for a 61-yarder. Uh, that was basically all he wrote at that point. I mean, you just knew it. Uh, 
excuse me, it was mid-fourth quarter. That was the, cl- the quote-unquote dagger for this football game. That made it 31-17 at that time. So, yeah, Adrian Peterson, absolutely awesome. Christian Ponder actually looked like a quarterback again. He kind of looked good again for the first time in forever. Uh, looked awfully similar to the guy about a couple of weeks ago, well, about a month and a half or so ago, against, like, say, San Francisco and such, about a month ago. The San Francisco-type uh, game there. Tennessee was okay, but he had his first turnovers of the year in that game. Uh, quarterback rating of 114 today. Just, hey, very good stuff. We'll take it. That's basically where we got to stand at this point. <sighs> so, <laughs> before I kind of get deeper into the actual game review, we got to get to the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, and of course the mentions on Twitter at Purple Mafia Show or twitter.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, whichever you want to do. Probably better to just say at, I guess. So, like and or follow those pages would be appreciated. But yeah, it's just we don't have to get pissed off, at least for this week. <laughs> and we go into the bye feeling semi good about ourselves at 6 and 4, not great. Still a long, long, long road ahead of us. And Adrian Peterson said that as well, just because what we're in for, at least the next four weeks, with Green Bay and Chicago in each and every one of the next four weeks after the bye. To think we got to visit Chicago and visit Green Bay in back-to-back weeks. If we can come out of that in, in a split, that would be pretty good. If we somehow swept that, it'd be like, holy cow, who, who knows? <laughs> but I'm not even going there. I'm not even going to dare go there. <sighs> so, speaking of predictions, I guess we're going to open up with a couple of comments by Mark Carlson and Dave Hickey. Mark Carlson says, I have to say, because this was a thread earlier I wrote uh, last week, uh, we'll just continue from where I left off, because there's some good stuff said when I was basically saying, I don't even know if I want to make predictions anymore, because the way this year has been, it's just been a bunch of randomizing. I mean, every time you think a team has a bad uh, pass defense, they we end up scorching them for 300, or, you know... <laughs> And every time, or excuse me, it's the opposite. Whenever you say they have a bad pass defense, they end up getting like three turnovers on Ponder and he gets no <laughs> no yards whatsoever. Or say this team's <laughs> rush defense is super, super bad. And next thing you know, they're shutting down Adrian Peterson or vice versa. Like they have a really good rush defense. Adrian's blowing through for 140. So it's just so random. It's this has been about the most random year ever for predictions, so I got a little frustrated about it. Anyhow, to the point, or to Mark Carlson, what he had to say is, I have to say, if predictions were something to to bank on, Wall Street would look very different. And as far as the Vikings go, if anyone has been a fan for very long, they already know how this awesome team can beat the best and lose to the worst. So you are right on the money, Joey. Accurate as anyone with the facts. Great show. Keep up the good work. I will keep listening. Mark from Iowa. So. Thank you very much, Mark. I do appreciate that. Always always love the kind words from Mark Carlson. He's a, he's a good guy. Uh, Dave Hickey. Yep, this is where it, gets, <laughs> this is where it gets interesting what he has to say here. It's very cool, actually, of him what he said. He said, uh, hey, Joey, I didn't mean to piss you off. I could tell you were upset, <laughs> and I haven't uh, been... Uh, been listening that long. I really do enjoy your show. I wasn't calling you a homer. I was uh, saying to the people I work with that I'm no homer when it comes to picking. 
Oh, I hit the infamous see more button. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Uh, picking every game every week. I thought the Vikings could sneak out a win against the Seahawks. Man, was I wrong about that. If we had a quarterback, <laughs> we probably would have won. Yeah, that's a good point. At least in that game. My goodness. 63 yards passing. It's like, really? But, yeah. Uh, he says, I'm picking a loss, loss against the Detroit Lions. Don't get me wrong, Joey. You keep making your picks. I respect the fact you even call out the points. Keep up the good work, and I'll keep listening. So thank you very much for that, Dave. I, I do appreciate that, and I do. I mean, everything you had to say there, that was really cool. Um, and, yeah, you know, it looks like this slight misunderstanding on both sides there. I mean, obviously, no nobody was mad at each other. It's just kind of a little confusion. So that's cool. And for coming out and saying what you had to say there, I'm going to... Hey, I'm going to give you a gold star. Very cool. Thank you very much for what you had to say there, Dave. I, I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, an, an early gold star, just like last week. <laughs> and the gold star staying in the state of Iowa this week. Yes. Yes, the gold star. The, the weekly comment, or, yeah, the comment of the week, so to speak. Is, uh, my, my studio audience... <laughs> <laughs> might be wondering what that is. So, let's do a little scrolling up here. This is where things get interesting, don't they? Yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, these Facebook groups, hey, you know what I love about them? It's like you go to our page, excuse me, you go to it, and it, like, shifts. Everything shifts around, and you're wondering, where did it go? Yeah. Anyhow, that's where things go there. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I was there was a time where I was asking, and I'll just say it now. Might as well say it now. Everyone, please rate and review Purple Mafia on iTunes. We need more reviews. This, this would be greatly appreciated. So, yeah, if you guys could out there, rate Purple Mafia on iTunes. If you like the show, give it a nice rating and say what you have to say. If you can even mention what needs improvement. Always welcome for that. Our critics are our friends, for they do show us our faults. So, uh, yeah, Percy Harbin missed the game, unfortunately, with the uh, the ankle injury. I posted an article about that from Yahoo. He was saying he's doubtful, and in the end, yeah, he just flat missed the game, and it's just one of those things. It's not much you can do, unfortunately, in that category. So, let's go over here first. A couple comments from the likes of Tony Coleman and Sebastian Balls. A thing would work would be nice. There we go. Tony Coleman puts post a, a picture of his young son, him and his young son, <laughs> wearing purple and gold. He puts in the title of the picture, "Go Vikings!" He shouts, or "White Wings, Y Wings." There we go. He shouts, very cool. Thank you for that, Tony. Gotta like it bringing the young, uh, the youngster, into the Purple Mafia once again. Do appreciate that. I should uh, save this picture and put it in the uh, Purple Mafia archives. That's what I meant to do in the past. Just to, you know, keep it a part of Purple Mafia lore. It's like, why not? It's it's cool. Sebastian Balls, well, I'll save that for later because he's uh, it's kind of a closing comment about the game. So let's uh, be careful with that for the time being. Um, well, the game started out in a very positive way. And it's because, well, with Percy Harvin out, Jerry is right, finally finally, is activated, and what a nice start. I mean, what an amazing start, and it was a sign of what was to come in this football game. You're seeing Christian Potter cock back and throw a deep pass. Oh! 
my god! In the end, you're you're just absolutely stunned. Christian Ponder just threw a deep pass. Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, he threw a deep pass and completed it. That's uh, pretty cool. I guess we'll take it. <laughs> Very exciting. It was a 54-yard catch, and it was caught by Jarius Wright. That's an even bigger mystery. And then next thing you know, the next play, a touchdown pass to Jarius Wright <laughs> from about three yards out, I believe, if I remember correctly, in 7 nothing Vikings. Ah, beautiful. Three-yard gain, yep. Uh, just a beautiful... Beautiful start to the game offensively for the Vikings. This, of course, after they uh, shut down the Detroit Lions, as we like to call them, Detroit uh, Lions, on their first possession in the game. So there you go. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. You, The other team wins the coin toss, so that means you get the ball in the second half. That's, I actually kind of like that sometimes for momentum purposes. Shut them down. Then we get the ball score immediately with a, we'll call him a new weapon, Jarius Wright, who actually was really good in college. Finally getting to see him play, and what an awesome debut for him. Doesn't get better than that. And the game just kind of pretty much kept heading that direction. Uh, Vikings offense struggled a little bit here and there, but you never really got the feeling like the Vikings were in extreme danger of losing the game. Uh, There's always the possibility, because look what happened last year. (laughs) Vikings taking a 20-0 lead. That was a 23-0 lead against the Lions in the Dome last year. Looking awesome. Next thing you know, Lions win. 27-23, 27-23, if I remember correctly. And it was like, okay, that was great. But we haven't really seen the Vikings blow huge leads this year. And if I'm, for whatever reason, blanking on something, <laughs> I mean, I should know, right, if the Vikings blew a huge lead this year. But uh, it's uh, they've, they've been very good at least hanging on when they build a, a decent lead, hanging on and winning the football game. And, of course, we know the Vikings did that today. Uh, both kickers absolutely... I'll just bring this up now, I guess. Both kickers, just the young and the old, we'll say. Jason Hansen, one of the greatest uh, kickers of all time. What is he, 41 now? He's still kicking. He's just making everything 40 yards out. Uh, Gosh, he's 42. Good God. But (laughs) uh, he's making kicks from 40-plus yards, making kicks, chip shots, everything. Whatever it is, he made it. I've I've seen him make over 50 yards in still to this day at the older age and then you got Blair Walsh who's about as automatic as you're going to get in the NFL right now a young rookie one of the great draft picks for the Vikings in this year's the 2012 draft just absolutely spectacular you can get a guy you can get a kicker that's that good and you know via the draft you gotta love it and a guy that not many people really had on their radars all of us uh, draft uh, rubes will call us it's a, It was just a, yeah, continuing to be. Maybe he'll be our Jason Hansen, I guess. Maybe he'll be here for 20 years. Who knows? Okay, well, we'll we, we hope, right? So, yeah, back to the Facebook page. Yeah, if I might be so bold, right? Uh, <laughs> Sebastian Balls goes, oh, you got to like this hashtag. He says, getting lucky. Hashtag getting lucky. And then, yeah, there's a little smiley face with a tongue sticking out. And I do the hashtag saying, sounds about right, but we needed it after the previous two weeks. Sebastian continues saying, we're still going to lose. Well, look at you. Look at this guy. Well, the one thing is, I, yeah, I mean, heck, I picked the Vikings to lose this game because of how things have been going of late. But the one deal is, it's like if the Vikings were going to get any type of little cute little win to keep our hopes alive, it was going to be this week because the Vikings virtually always beat the Lions in the Dome. You know, 
So it doesn't surprise me that we won the game. It's just more of, uh, I didn't pick them to win just because the way things are going and because Detroit's been playing a lot better. But that's classic, uh, classic Purple Mafia predictions this year. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I was wrong, though. Thank God for that. We'll take it. Uh, Cedric Paulding continuing. This is actually a kind of a closing comment. We'll say it anyway because we'll close this thread here. He says, we should make a strong push for the playoffs if Ponder plays like he did today. Oh, yeah. If Ponder plays like he did today, we will have a legit chance of going 10-6 and six or so. What's sad is, shoot, you know, even at 10-6, and six, you still might miss the playoffs. That's how tough it can be sometimes. Vikings would have to go 4-2. and two in the final six games to get 10-6. and six. So, uh, you know, it's still a steep hill to climb, but it's not out of the realm of, of possibility. The way, I mean, obviously Adrian Peterson is... <laughs> he's playing like Terrell Davis right now. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Terrell Davis before he got hurt, and Adrian Peterson still playing like Terrell Davis after he got hurt. So, absolutely amazing run for Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I mean, I just cannot put into words how amazing he is right now. Unbelievable. Speaking of Adrian Peterson, he had his he officially now has his fifth 1,000 yard season, passing Robert Smith for the most in Vikings history. So, if there was any question in previous weeks, obviously he leads the Vikings in 100 yard games. He leads the Vikings in uh, rushing touchdowns, in rushing yards. Now he's the most 1,000 yard seasons. Is there any doubt who the best running back in Vikings history is? Absolutely not. It's just. You know, it's it's kindergarten knowledge at this point. As much as Chuck Foreman was a great running back, Avery, uh, excuse me, Robert Smith, if he stayed healthy, his numbers would have been significantly better if he stayed healthy and also did not retire at a young age. But, well, you know, that's just how it goes. Some people, they, they just want to step away because obviously he had multiple ACLs over the course of his career, so they can kind of understand his paranoia of getting the hell out of the NFL before, next thing you know, he, his knees are like, you know, a chronic disaster. Like, unfortunately for some people out there, we all know uh, Barry Sanders, we also retired at age 29, as did James Brown many, many, many years ago in Cleveland. So it's just the way it goes sometimes. Not everybody sticks around. Let's hope Adrian Peterson, I mean, and yeah, 30 is that magic number too with running backs. So that's another reason why they walked away, that they want to experience decline. Hopefully Adrian does not. Right now he's an absolute uh, unstoppable force in this league. Hopefully we can get him back in the NFC title game again to redeem what uh, took place last time he was in it. (laughs) Tony Coleman commenting on uh, what I had to say about Adrian there. He says, I remember a couple years ago I was in the stadium for a game versus the Seahawks. It was announced that Peterson had just hit 1,000 yards. However, before the game was over... He lost a few yards and finished the game under 1,000. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, because he got knocked back, basically, I believe it was. Yep. Uh, he didn't officially hit hit it until the next week. I've always just found that interesting. That's all. And, yeah... I think that's hilarious. I'm, I'm sure that must have been 2009, I said, and Tony agrees with that or says must have been because that's the last time the Seahawks were in the Dome. Vikings don't really play the Seahawks that much because of uh, just scheduling. We play our division half of the season and then certain teams in the AFC and NFC. Um, yeah, we all know that already, though. Uh, it is funny, though, how that can happen. You know, up oh, there he is, 1,000 yards. Oh, nope, he's back to 997. Oops. So sometimes it happens that way. That's just uh, NFL for you, I suppose. 
Um, I believe that there's one more comment remaining. Wow. Yep, not not as activist week, and I admittedly wasn't either. Just, uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's a lawn cleanup week, trying to kind of lay low for one more week. At least it was a nice, easygoing win. That's the good part. So we can all listen to the show and enjoy it this week, not be pissed off or totally hating on the team. It's, they're, they're still alive, which will probably be the title of, this, of the show. Uh, Sebastian says, Skull Vikes got a win. A good one. <laughs> a good one at that. Ponder over 200 yards, two touchdowns. Emphasis on zero picks, he says. Uh, Peterson over 100 yards and then 1,000 plus this year. Good way to go into the bye. Good stuff. I don't uh, right. I have to say my favorite this week was Lack of Jenkins. I can't stand that guy. <laughs> Thank you, Rudolph and Carlson, for the big plays and the O-line. Yes, you tripped Ponder and Peterson a few times, but amazing blocks and a well-fought game. Defense came huge till the end. Now my last comment. Thank you, Vets, for your service and allowing the Vikes to play and kick ass. Awesome thought there, Sebastian. Yep. Awesome thought. Yep, and yeah, thank you again, uh, Veterans. So yes, let's uh, let's let's do that. Let's right here and now. Let's give all the veterans over the many many years, two hundred plus years of this country. Let's give them a moment of silence for everything they lived and died for for the United States of America. And yes, thank you again, veterans, uh, young and old. And near and far, thank you very much for everything you've done for the United States and for us all, and for freedom. Thank you for that. Very much appreciated. And thank you to the two uh, to the the new uh, members of the the Facebook page. Do appreciate it, Shonda and Brendan. That welcome aboard. Thank you very much for joining the Purple Mafia family, making us a part of your uh, heck. <laughs> Make us a part of your week, listening to talk, uh, commenting about Viking football. Don't be afraid to comment on the page, but if you don't, that's, that's up to you. Thanks again for that. So that'll conclude the Facebook section. A brief uh, tangle on Twitter here. We will go with, here we go, Jake Severinsen with a few comments. Very cool. Yep, we got a few last week as well. But, yep, he says, uh, listening to Trouble at Quarterback right now, the name of the show. Perfect. <laughs> And yeah, that, that's the that's the goal. I always like to try to paint a picture. I, th- I think I said this about last week's show too. Uh, like to paint a picture of how the week went in the title of the show. Basically, try to sum it up in a couple of words. Trouble at quarterback for this week. It's pretty much going to be we're still alive or staying alive, staying alive, whatever you want to say <laughs> with that old song, something like that. Because the Vikings are definitely still alive. That's a good thing. Jake continues saying, I, I love Leslie, but I want a new coach who can develop a QB, i.e. Gruden or Reed. Pipe dreams, though. And yeah, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Gruden fan as well. There are some people out there, I guess he's kind of like in one of those weird, what do they call it? Like a, he's kind of been blacklisted for some strange reason. I don't know what it is, if it's his, his ego or what it is that people don't seem to want him around. I don't know. 
and then the other room, the other possibility is the whole he's really good at TV, why take him away? Kind of like Jeff Van Gundy in the NBA type of situation, where he's a fairly young man who can still coach for another God knows how long, but A, he's good at TV, and maybe he's blacklisted, who knows? But uh, I sure liked what John Gruden did in his NFL, uh, his, his still fairly brief NFL career as a head coach with the, getting the Raiders into a, from a terrible team to an extremely dangerous team and then eventually taking the Bucks to a Super Bowl championship. That was very well done there. Uh, Jake continuing again. It's, uh, by the way, it's at Jake underscore Severson. So if you want to check him out or uh, follow him, there, there you go. He says, I listened to Nope and liked it. <laughs> so I'll tune in every time and spread the word. Only problem, I'm I'm in Packer country. It's like, ouch. You know, <laughs> no, that's okay. There's plenty of Wisconsinites that listen to this show. Believe you know. Um, yeah, you gotta like that. Wisconsinites. There's yeah. That's what I like about these shows. Are you, they're all over the country. It says one last thing. Jarvis Jones, linebacker, Georgia, would be a huge upgrade at the at the uh, linebacking core. But we might have to use our number one pick at quarterback. Well, that's one of those conversations I guess we'll just have to kind of hold off on for the time being, though. Yeah, I would love to get a linebacker. Uh, Vikings do need... I, I think the Vikings' top needs going into the 2013 draft are linebacker and wide receiver. Though, heck, wide receiver looked a little better today with Terry's Wright doing well. Quarterback looked better, too, which is kind of funny. But again, it's one of those wait-and-see type things. Uh, Jake continues saying Greenway is solid. That's it. Not a superstar, but those other two could take a hike. And that's kind of the common thread on Greenway. He's solid, but not a superstar. And that's kind of what I've been saying since 2007. Um, when people call him like a superstar, I just kind of roll my eyes. Like, no, he's not. He's not. That's like saying, uh, I don't even know now. It's like saying Kevin Martin in the NBA is a superstar. He's No, he's not. You know, it's kind of like that. He's good, but he'll never, you know, he's never going to, like, be this dominant star, you know, that everybody's got to have. But, of course, Green Ray's getting paid like a superstar. <laughs> got it like that. Uh, Jake, final comment, says, uh, John Gruden planning a return to coaching per Greg Rosenthal? Question mark. So, yeah, that's something to do to check out. It's, uh, yeah, the link he put up there. Maybe do check that out at some point. I retweeted it. So if you want to scroll down and check it out sometime on the Purple Mafia Twitter, there you go. Do give that a check. Yeah, so that'll conclude the Twitter section of Purple Mafia show today. So do again, like and or follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts. Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia show at Purple Mafia show. There you go. Goofy rhyme there. That was not even intentional. It just came out that way. Uh, The bear... (laughs) The Bears, oh, the Bears. That's the Vikings' next opponent two weeks from now, and the good news is the whole lawn cleanup nonsense should be wrapped up by then, I pray to God. We have a bye week coming up, of course, as you all know, so, yeah, glad. I mean, I did not miss a game this year. I did not miss a game this year. I'm very proud of myself. I'm very glad to be, and I'm very proud to be a part, uh, very very proud to be the hosting this show for you and bringing it to you but at the same time, I mean, I'm proud that I was able to finally get through the lawn cleanup season without missing a game. I think this is the first year I've ever done that. Very cool. Maybe in 2000 
10, I, I went through it. I can't remember. Maybe I don't remember if I missed the game that year. But, of course, that year, the listenership was in a major decline because everybody was pissed off with going from an NFC title game to being a horrible team within a few months. That was a bit tough to swallow. <sighs> yeah. But, yeah, we play the Bears two weeks from now. That's going to be great. But first, maybe look at a couple more stats still. Uh, the Vikings and Lions game. As mentioned, yeah, I mean, Christian Potter, 75 complete, 75% completion percentage. Uh, just absolutely amazing. He was only sacked once. Uh, Vikings only got two sacks at Matthew Stafford, who had a very good game. He did throw an interception, though, believe it or not. Uh, there was a funny play that uh, a lot of people thought Antoine Winfield had an interception where a, a Detroit Lion uh, deflected the ball in the air, and, and Winfield caught it. Clearly, it hit the ground and bounced into Winfield's hands, but uh, we can all hope, and we can all hope, right? It's just one of those things. Chad Greenway did get an interception, though that was the one Minnesota Viking to officially get a turnover. Though, uh, I guess, no, Antoine Winfield recovered a fumble that was knocked loose by... Yes, that's right. Knocked loose by Jamarcus Sanford. Yet another forced fumble for Jamarcus Sanford. Amazing run for him. Four uh, four forced fumbles on the year for Jamarcus Sanford. Very happy with what's happened there. Though, uh, why am I forgetting his name now? That's kind of funny. Oh my goodness. Well, we'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> the, the guy who's supposed to be starting at Derrick, Mr. Raymond, excuse me. He did return today. I don't know why I was like losing it there. But yeah, Mr. Raymond, who started the first couple of weeks and had, a, had an ankle injury, he's back now. But Jamarcus Stamford played uh, a lot in this game as well. They're, like, they might be splitting some time at the safety position. We'll see how that goes. Kevin Williams had a pretty nice sack in the game. And uh, as did Everson Griffin. Nice to see him back in the fray getting sacks again. Everson Griffin kind of disappeared the last few weeks. You now he's got three sacks on the year. Not exactly knocking anyone's socks off. But at least he isn't playing linebacker like he was during training camp. That was a bit strange to see yet uh, indeed uh, Antoine Winfield continuing to lead the Vikings in tackles way ahead of everybody else just awesome game for him without a doubt absolutely spectacular and there's no no other way to put it looks, looks like uh, Green Bay uh, has a bye this week believe it or not Yep, Green Bay has a bye this week so we'll see them next week when we're on the bye we'll see them play probably next week oh goody that's probably who will be on our local channel. Some people are happy about that, and some people not. The Bears playing tonight against the Houston Texans, literally, as we speak. And, uh, or at least I would, I'm not, uh, Houston, excuse me, is up 13-6 to with 4.38 remaining in the fourth quarter. Bears offense back to the doldrums again in the Houston Texans. Looking to get it done here. Look, I mean, this is a definitely a defensive matchup, of course. You get two of the best defenses in all of football. Maybe, just maybe, slight chance of Super Bowl preview here. I doubt it, but it seems like every year the future Super Bowl tends to, um, uh, contenders tend to, for some reason, wind up playing each other during the regular season. Is this it? Yeah, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> maybe. Bears only down by seven. But, uh, hey, you know, the clock's ticking, and they need to get sticking. They, they sure do. We'll just see where this thing heads, though. It's uh, 
Well, they do have the ball. <laughs> There's your little uh, live... Ugh, meow. Forget about that. Jason Campbell, incomplete pass down the middle, fourth down on the Bears 20. Yeah, that's about it for that. So they're going to have to be the stop and hope for the best there. Yep. <laughs> uh, not saying I like the Bears, but I guess, I, I don't know, I'm just saying. I know, let's just say I know the feeling when your offense is struggling. Jay Keller, two interceptions and hurt. Oh, goody. So there, yeah, I guess the Bears aren't going in any Super Bowl. Anyhow. <laughs> we'll move on from that, huh? But yeah, that's what we're going to be playing two weeks from now. And I'm sure it's going to be a very tough, tough game. Vikings almost never win in Chicago. It'll probably be cold out, being it's, it'll be two weeks from now. I mean, who who knows? But it seems like every time the Vikings go to Chicago, it's windy and cold and they lose. So that's, uh, I'm, I'm not going to make a prediction on that one right now. Maybe, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make a prediction this week because it's two weeks away. Other than I, well, my only prediction is I don't think the Vikings win because they basically never win in Chicago this time of year. And the Bears, if they're coming off a disappointing loss to the Houston Texans, at home, mind you, if they're coming off a loss to them, I got to think they're going to really step it up and, and beat their division rival. I don't have a feeling, a very good feeling going into the game. I, I have a sneaky, I mean, I think Adrian Peterson will probably have a, yet another explosive game. But, uh, unfortunately, I think Christian Potter is going to struggle again. Just, I mean, how many, how many Viking quarterbacks have you seen struggle in Chicago with those, like, sideways-type wins that tend to show up in Chicago this time of year? Yeah. Don't have the most uh, optimistic feeling going into this one. So I guess I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, no break today. Yeah, I mean, there's... Strange. It's actually kind of strange. This might be a really short show. I haven't done a show this short in, like, I don't know how many years. <laughs> Where it comes to Pearl Mafia. Maybe Brave the Wild, they're like a half hour or something. But, yeah, that's kind of weird. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I should make it that short. That just isn't right, is it? Where Where is everybody? I should have been commenting more on the pages. But, I mean, yeah, people weren't really commenting that much either this week, unless I'm missing something. Maybe I should give that a check quick, but it um, will continue, though. Kelvin Johnson, yeah, what the heck? I got I have to comment about this. I mean, Kelvin Johnson, 12 catches, and, yeah, 12 catches, ladies and gentlemen, 207 yards in the game. Of course, he did, yeah, he, he lost the fumble. He's one of the guys, or he's the guy that fumbled in the game. So Marcus Sampert forcing it. But, yeah, Kelvin Johnson, 207 yards. Part of the reason, obviously, given by the announcers, and of course I agree with what they had to say here, well, the Bears are playing from behind, so they're going to be throwing like crazy. And what's funny is the guys did hang on to the football for the most part. They actually did catch them. Uh, There were a lot of, there were some disappointing drops as well, though. Like, Joyke Bell dropped one that was like, he's, you know, it was, it wasn't a perfect pass. Like, the angle wasn't perfect, but it was, it would have, it looked like a, a routine play where you just catch it. And move your feet for a couple, you know, a couple strides, and there's your first down. And the Lions continue to drive. Unfortunately, though, that they were over zillions. Yeah, the Lions did not get a third down conversion. At least, like midway through the fourth quarter, they hadn't completed one in the game. Ah, uh, oh, they did get one. Yeah, yay for them. One for nine in the game. I believe that was when the game was already out of reach at that point. 
one for nine for Detroit. That is one of the uh, absolute Achilles heels for the game. Four for 15 for the Vikings. Not exactly the most exciting, fantastic stat of all time. But, <laughs> seriously, it's just like one third down conversion. You're probably not going to win on the road with that type of uh, efficiency. They just weren't clutch. Uh, there was incomplete passes when they needed those first downs. And, of course, the running backs... Michael LeSure, Joyke Bell just could not get it done. Only 43 yards on the ground for LeSure and only one run attempt by Joyke Bell for four yards. So they kind of didn't use the running game much in this in this uh, this Sunday. <laughs> and of course, like you say, they're playing from behind. They're trying to get moving and of course their strength is their pass offense, not their run offense. Of course, complete opposite to what it used to be about circa mm, 20 years ago. You had a guy by the name of Barry Sanders. It was all running back back then. And it wasn't power running. It was skill running. Adrian's kind of a combination of both. I mean, that, that 61-yard scamper was spectacular. Yeah, the blocking was really good. But at the same time, the explosiveness and the, the timing of his moves and then, you know, getting into that third gear, as they call it, the, the timing of it was perfect. And that's why Adrian Peterson is the best running back in football today. Hitting the four digits yet again for the fifth time in his career. For some reason, they haven't updated the stats yet, unfortunately. So I guess we'll just have to do a little bit of brief math here. <laughs> Adrian Peterson came into the game with 957 yards. Walks out with 171 yards in the game. Unbelievable to come. And he's now he's at 1128. There, hey, 28. There you go. 1128 already. And we still got, what, six games to go. Oh, my. I don't know if he's going to get 2,000 yards or anything, but gosh, he might have one of those. I mean, he, he's had an 1,800-yard season, so that wouldn't surprise me if he got that. I'd like to see. He, he's got to be. He's got to be having probably the best season of all time for a running back coming off an ACL injury. I mean, there's no doubt he has got to be the best of all time. I mean, we know what happened to Terrell Davis. He was a second, third stringer for a couple of years, basically. He was a he was not a not a starting running back anymore, and then he just he just quit because it didn't work out anymore. And you look at Adrian Peterson leading the league in yards, unbelievable, absolutely sick. And last year, he had 970 yards. He was having a pretty good year last year with 12 touchdowns, 12 games into the year. This year, the touchdown numbers, well, not quite as good. He's got seven now in the year, but yeah, the 11, 28, 10 games into the year. He's, yeah, man, oh man, he is having one hell of a year as a... <laughs> He's got to be the comeback player of the year if it's not Peyton Manning. It's one of the two... I'd like to see it go to Adrian just because. I mean, it's such an unbelievable comeback. But at the same time, he got a neck injury with uh, Peyton Manning. And he's playing really damn good over there in Denver. Even though the Broncos aren't necessarily the best team in the world. They did get 36 today, though. They Actually, they are doing pretty good. They've won four in a row now, which kind of surprises me. 301 yards and a touchdown for Peyton Manning. 27 of 38. Man. You know, they should give the comeback player of the year to both of them. If they want to be fair, just give it to both. I mean, yeah. Because this, this is incredible what you're seeing out of both of these guys. Twenty uh, touchdown, 21 touchdown passes on the year for Peyton Manning. 2,700 yards already. Man. 
He's back. As is Adrian Peterson. There's just no doubt about it. Uh, Detroit's passing game, decent today. Not spectacular, like I said earlier. It was as good as it needed to be, I guess. <laughs> uh, it was nice to see, though, that Jarius Wright, who was targeted five times in today's game. Now they're using that stat. I like that, actually. Targeted five times today, 65 yards, three catches, and, of course, that touchdown. About as good a debut as you're going to get from a fourth-round wide receiver. And he looked he looked awfully good. <sighs> One final thing we'll say really quick is, why in the world do we not target Devin Aroma should do more? He was targeted one time. He caught it for a 31-yard gain. And he had a lot of yak, yards after catch, in those 31 yards. Why do we not target Devin Aroma should do more? I think he is a third receiver in this league. And they're treating him like he's a fifth receiver. And I'm kind of disappointed about that. Uh, by the way, I agree with what Sebastian earlier said about Michael Jenkins. He uh, absolute. Uh, yeah. That's a guy I would consider, like, you know, he's a nice veteran and everything, and sometimes they'll have a decent game, but hmm, why are we targeting him more than Devin or Romashadu, who's got explosiveness, and actually he's he's caught the ball quite a few times this year. Like, last year he made a lot of drops. He, he, he drops the ball sometimes, but I think he improved this year, honestly. I I don't understand why Devin or Romashadu is not targeted more often, and, um, well, everybody wants to be a uh, offensive coordinator, don't we? And I guess that's what I would be saying. If I, if I was the offensive coordinator, Devin Aroma should do, would get targeted four times a game, at least. Yeah, just like Jerome Simpson did, and he did less than Devin Aroma should do. And one target, man, cool. <laughs> well, that's the, that's the NFL for you. Kyle Rudolph, of course, amazing in the game. He, he's got six touchdowns on the year. That is, if you know, if you have him as your fantasy tight end, boy, oh boy, you're cashing in this year. Over th- uh, 300 yards, six touchdowns. Yeah, that's pretty good numbers. About, uh, was it three-fourths into the season now? No, we're not that far. What am I talking about? About a little past halfway, yeah. A little past halfway into the year, still got six games to go. Awesome stats for Kyle Rudolph in his second season. So with that, again, I will mention, I think the Vikings can uh, will not win in Chicago. Not trying to be <laughs> Mr. Negative, but I'm trying to be Mr. Honest because, I mean, I'm going to ask you guys out there, do you think the Vikings can win in Chicago? I mean, uh, maybe you can post it on the Facebook page if you like. I'll try to keep up with that during the bye week. Even though I'll be a little bit busy, but I'll, yeah, I'll try to keep up with what's going on, especially this conversation. Do you think the Vikings can beat the Bears? I, I don't know. I, I, they can, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I, I just don't. I mean, if they do, let's just say that would be an unbelievable accomplishment. And then who knows? Just, who knows where the team goes at that point? But I don't have a good feeling about it, and I'm going to leave it at that. So I want to thank all of you once again for listening. Sorry if the show is a tiny bit shorter than the past, but it's just, again, the schedule. But I'm just I'm thrilled to still get the show out to you. And I did get to every comment, so it's not like I was uh, pushing people away. Like, nope, I'm not going to comment. I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm just going to... 
I'm just going to rush through this thing and get out of here. I'm, I'm done. No, 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 no way. I'm going to always give you guys uh, the floor as much as I can. I mean, if like this, you know, if it's one of those situations where there's seven bajillion comments and, you know, I'll at least get it to a couple of everybody, you know, I'm never going to shut anybody out. I'm going to at least get to everybody in some ways, unless of course the show gets so big that I can't, that I can't do that, but we're not near that range at this point. San Francisco game almost seemed like it, but <laughs> no, we haven't had too many of those, have we? So hopefully we do have one next week because I think if the Bear Vikings beat the Bears two weeks from now, I mean Vikings beat the Bears in Chicago, there's going to be a lot of excited people here in Viking country and abroad. But until that happens, we are going to bid you guys adieu for two weeks. Have a nice bye week, everybody, and hope for the best into going into Chicago. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.